In the pilot episode of the NBC TV series Knight Rider, there was a line that is said to Michael Knight that goes like this. One man can make a difference. Maybe in that same spirit, a tree that Charles Kuralt found years ago in Delta, Colorado, could make a difference for those of us that might not have had the easiest of Christmases for one reason or another. Maybe this is a chance to lift up some spirits. With that in mind, these are Charles Kuralt's words about this Christmas tree in Delta, Colorado. Trees just do not grow up here on the high plateaus of the Rockies. Everybody knows that. Trees need good soil and good weather. And up here, there's no soil and terrible weather. People do not live here. Nothing can live up here, and certainly not trees. That's why the tree is a kind of miracle. The tree is a juniper, and it grows beside US 50 utterly alone not another tree for miles. Nobody remembers who put the first Christmas ornament on it, some whimsical motorist of years ago. From that day to this, the tree has been redecorated each year. Nobody knows who does it, but each year by Christmas Day, the tree has become a Christmas tree. The tree, which has no business growing here at all, has survived against all the odds. The summer droughts somehow haven't killed it, or the winter storms. When the highway builders came up to widen the road, they could have taken the tree with one pass of their bulldozer. But some impulse led them to start widening the road just a few feet past the tree. The trucks passed so close that they rattled the tree's branches. The tree has also survived the trucks. The tree violates the laws of man and nature. It is too close to the highway for man and not far enough away for nature. The tree pays no attention. It is where it is, and it survives. People who live in Grand Junction, 30 miles one way, and in Delta, Colorado, 15 miles the other way, all know about and love the tree. They have Christmas trees of their own, of course, the kind of trees that are brought into town in trucks and sold in vacant lots and put up in living rooms. This one tree belongs to nobody and to everybody. Just looking at it makes you think about how unexpected life on Earth can be. The tree is so lonely and so brave that it seems to offer courage to those who pass it and a message. It is the Christmas message that there is life and hope even in a rough world. It has been rough. But welcome to a special night. Welcome to a night that I have felt through the years is one of the most peaceful times of the year. In fact, this is the most peaceful day of the year. Welcome to December 24th. Happy Christmas Eve.
Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Christmas Eve. This is an extended edition of the New Directions podcast this week. A lot of things I've got planned for you. I've got music lined up, some from other people, some from myself. I have a new story to share with you right from the outset, which is very comical, I do believe. And I've got a couple of thoughts to share with you over the course of this show. I've invited friends and family to join me by way of Zoom. And the Christmas song, which I think is still number one on my list, in fact, I know it is, is going to be what gets us out of here tonight. Got a lot to do. This being Christmas Eve will be a lot of fun, and I sincerely hope you'll find at least some segment of it inspirational. Again, this is our Christmas Eve edition on the New Directions podcast, and we'll get going with it on the other side of this break. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what's Christmas without novelty? I'll have a 
Sometimes it's nice to loosen things up a little bit. Porky Pig with Blue Christmas. Around this time a year ago, we had a list of the most popular Christmas songs. My, my friend from Fox 4, Michelle Bogowith, was in charge of that bracket. And if I remember correctly, number one... It turned out to be White Christmas. Well, somebody from the Next Star Newswire came out recently with a list of the raspberries, if you would. The ones that are not very good. They weren't ranked in any particular order. But I had read through this, and a lot of them, if not maybe perhaps even all, I agree with. And as I run through the list, we'll see if you agree with me on these too. I will have one disclaimer as we get into this, and that is you will not hear any of these songs during this broadcast, period. With that in mind, this is from Next Star Newswire. It was originally posted, it was up posted, um... December 17th, and had been updated, I guess, on the 18th. So, while there are many great Christmas and holiday songs, the hundreds and hundreds of them can't all be winners. The following five Christmas tunes are among the most hated, based on a comb through social media. The songs with the most negative, with the most negative tweets made this list. Do you know them? They use Twitter for this. I'm not on Twitter. I do good to stay with Facebook. But 
This is kind of interesting how they came out with this little list. Allow me now to share them with you. Number five, the first one called The Christmas Shoes by New Song. It's the one about the shoes and the dying mom. One of the most popular choices among Twitter users is the 2000 Christian and country hit The Christmas Shoes by the vocal group New Song. The ballad chronicles a boy trying to buy shoes for his terminally ill mother, but he doesn't have enough money. Luckily, the song's narrator spots him the money so she can look beautiful if Mama meets Jesus tonight. Many feel the song is just too sad for the holiday season. I'd say count me among them, my friends. I'm sorry I rammed your car, but in my defense, I could hear Christmas shoes coming from your radio. From the Mac Dixon show, December 5th. The Christmas Shoes was also adapted into a made-for-TV movie of the same name in 2002, starring Rob Lowe. Wonder which network had that one. In a 2009 NBC DFW piece, Greg Jander writes, It's a strange thought that the kid is more worried about how his mom will look when she's dead than spending time with her on their last Christmas together. This one on the list, I just heard for the first time this season today. Sir Paul McCartney's song, Wonderful Christmas Time. Even goodwill for Sir Paul McCartney couldn't save this synth-heavy 1979 jaunt from many people's must-skip lists. Everything about the great Christmas tree shortage that... No, that's a totally different story. Okay, we'll move on. Wonderful Christmas Time has been covered by several major artists, including pop stars Kylie Mimogo and Harry Styles. Forbes estimates McCartney has made about $15 million with an M dollars from the song since its release and about 400000 to 600000 per year in royalties. Yes, Paul McCartney gave us She Loves You and Blackbird and Let It Be, but he also gave us Wonderful Christmas Time and there should be some atonement for that. And here's another one. Call Me When They Release a 12-hour six-part docuseries about Paul McCartney's trial and imprisonment for Wonderful Christmas Time. The song is not without its defenders, however. Paul McCartney didn't have to go so hard with Wonderful Christmas Time, but he did. He did that for me, writes a hashtag from the Twitter pages. The song got some interesting attention back in 2019 when the Twitter theory about Wonderful Christmas Time went viral. It began with Canadian actor Ryan George questioning if the song may actually be about friends getting caught performing witchcraft and lying about what they're doing. Where the heck are your heads? Now this one I'm a little bit surprised about. Mary Did You Know, an arrangement by Michael English. This 1984 Christian hit has become a Christmas standard for many churches, in addition to popular radio. The solemn ballad, sometimes given a rock treatment, 
questions the young Virgin Mary, mother of Jesus, about whether she knew her immediately conceived child would be the Son of God. Mary, did you know, has been knocked for perceived redundancy. In addition to lyrics, many consider sexist and or diminutive. The politically correct strike again. It's not even theologically accurate. Yes, Mary knew. Shut up, Reddit user said. That's the point of the Annunciation. She has the whole Magnificat explaining that she understood what was happening and why. Mary isn't an idiot. Another Twitter writer did this. As bad as Christmas Shoes is, and it's bad, Mary did you know his way up there. It's a male narrator mansplaining the Gospel of Luke to Jesus' mother. Did she know? Yes, yes, you Claude, she knew. It's right there in chapter 1. Meanwhile, Christian academic Mike Frost explains one of the most common expressions of everyday sexism is the infantilization infantilization of women. That is, the treating of grown women as though they're children. Infantilization is the means of controlling women and perpetuating the myth that without a man, a father figure, they are incapable of caring for themselves or exercising autonomy. But defenders of the song say haters are taking the question too literally. I would agree. Yes, she knew she was carrying the savior of the world, but didn't know exact details of what he would do, like how he, we cannot fully understand the glory and power of God. Criticisms withstanding Mary Did You Know remain popular and has been covered by country stars like Dolly Parton, Winona, and Carrie Underwood. Add Kenny Rogers to that list, too. The song has also been covered with altered lyrics to skirt some of the song's touchy elements. Mary Did You Know also spawns memes this time of year, with people asking if Mary knew various unrelated topics. Mary, did you know that we've been trying to reach you regarding your car's extended warranty? Mary, 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 so good to finally have you on the pod. Just between us, girl, did you know? Jokes. Okay, the next one, I have been hearing quite a bit on, on Christmas radio this season. But I don't think I've heard Eartha Kitt's version of it, which is Santa Baby. Eartha Kitt, the original live-action Catwoman, brought the anti-heroin sex appeal to her unique 1953 hit Santa Baby, which features its female narrator urging a man, not, not actually Santa Claus, to buy her various luxury gifts for Christmas. Before I get into this song, let me backtrack to say also about Mary Did You Know. It was written by Mark Lowry of the Gaither Vocal Band. I forgot to mention that part. Santa Baby is my worst Christmas song by far, says the Twitter follower. All versions. Buck up, you awful spoiled nightmare of a woman. It drives nails into me. What is yours? Santa Baby has to be the worst Christmas song of all time, right? Like someone recorded that and said, hmm, let's play this for decades. I could give you more songs worse than that one. But anyhow, 
The song was most notably covered by Madonna in 1987, an, an even more sensual version of Kit's song, which the pop star delivers in a Brooklyn-accented baby voice. Thematically, the song is similar to Madonna's earlier hit, Material Girl. AV Club writer Carolyn Framke writes, Kit herself was not a fan of Madonna's polarizing version, reportedly telling a crowd, I used to have a lot of fun with this song, and then Madonna sang it. Kapow! The flirty track has also been covered by a variety of stars, including Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Gwen Stefani, and pop icon Miss Piggy. Michael Bublé, one of the few male vocalists to cover the song, altered much of the song's content for his 2017 cover, including changing Santa Baby to Santa Buddy. Give me a break. Okay, another one. Do they know it's Christmas? I'd say this one is even worse than Mary Did You Know, guys. This 1984 charity pop single by supergroup Band-Aid nearly broke the U.S. Billboard Top 10, peaking at number 13, and raised significant awareness and relief funds for famine victims in Ethiopia, which was the inspiration for its creation. But the road to hell is paved with good intentions, as many consider the song condescending and insensitive. Do They Know It's Christmas? describes the difficult conditions the Ethiopians were facing at that time, all while vocalists question whether the hungry are able to enjoy any Christmas joy at all. John Fogelsong posted on Twitter, Fact, the working title of Do They Know It's Christmas was actually Are Starving Africans Adequately Aware of Our Judeo-Christian Habits? Give me a break. Let's move on. Even with the context that it's about Ethiopian famines in the 80s, it all sounds like we need to do something and more like that sucks. Anyway, Christmas. And I think that covers the list. I'm going to ask you this. You that are listening to this broadcast, that is. What's the holiday song that makes you pluck your ears? I posted on this for Fox 4 recently, and I'll give you my two answers. My first one is it's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay, we get it, guys. The other one, Bobby Helms' version of Jingle Bell Rock, which I heard for the first time this season late last week. Well, that's an interesting list. We've got a lot to cover on this Christmas Eve edition of the New Directions podcast. Later on, I'm hoping to have family and friends join me on our annual Zoom. I'm also planning to share with you, number one, about being specific with your GPS. And finally, also... A comparison I'm discovering involving God and Field of Dreams. There will be a lot of music to go as well. we got a lot to cover tonight on the New Directions podcast. We'll continue on the other side of this break. 
Fox 4 reporter Matt Stewart and his family are going through some very difficult times right now, and I'd like to share with you what they're going through. This is Terry Runyon from the New Directions podcast talking about hashtag Stuart Strong. Matt's wife, Chrissy, is being treated for a rare form of cancer. Uh, This form affects one in 100 million people. There has been a page established to help take care of a lot of the medical costs that are going to be coming as a result of this. The hashtag Stuart Strong is the page. I'd like to encourage you to donate whatever you can to help this family out. Matt is a very good reporter for Fox 4. I've heard a lot of his stuff, a lot of his stuff that he's talked about, and he's always been very positive. He's always had a smile on his face. His family is about as nice a family as you could ever see. A lot of the see in pictures. And they should not have to go through this, but sadly they are. Prayers are welcome. Gifts are welcome as well. I'd like to have you, when you're on Facebook again, stop by hashtag Stuart Strong, and you can have a better idea of what's been going on. Matt, Chrissy, and family, our prayers are with you from the New Directions podcast. A lot of us have learned to be reliant more on our GPS systems. Truth be told, I'm the same way. Oftentimes when we do get lost going to certain places, the cell phone comes out, we get the Google map out, and next thing you know, we're where we need to be. But there's one lesson that I had learned recently that I needed that I needed to understand a little bit more about the GPS. It has to do with specifics. Let me set the story up for you. Last Friday night, I was on my way to Christmas in the Park that I talked about on the last podcast. Well, I had set my GPS to end up at Longview Lake, which is where Christmas in the Park was. Well, made good time. I was able to get over to where I needed to be to get off at Longview, and yes, I did follow what the Google Maps was telling me to do, but a couple things went wrong. Yes, I was able to find, um, I was able to find an opening to Longview Lake, but that opening was closed. So, I figured, okay, after driving around for a little while, I, I came up with this very, very professional <coughs> idea that I was going to, okay, plug in the fact that I was headed for Christmas in the park. Specifically. And come to find out, I did just that. 
and I was able to get two Christmas in the park, and it was a very enjoyable time. A lot of the lights that were taken, a lot of the pictures that were taken, I couldn't take them, I drove alone. But the people who took the, but there were some others that took pictures. I shared them with you on my, I don't know whether I put it on the personal page or the New Directions page, one of the two. I have one favorite that's going to be showing up on my Facebook story, however. You will see it over the course of the next few days. Moral of the story was this. Be specific about what you're wanting to get to. Or you may have ended up getting yourself thrown off. In other words, if I had just set up straight for Christmas in the park and just said that and not said Longview Lake, it would have been a slightly quicker trip. The kings and queens of Christmas, the folks from the group Mannheim Steamroller, I want you to hear right now. This is their, I think, most classic Christmas arrangement that they have ever done. We're having the pro in the process of getting it. Here we go. And we will even skip skip that. And get into their most classic version of this little song called Deck the Halls. Give it just a second here. Thank you. 
We'll move to the true reason for the season on the other side of this break. shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night and lo the angel of the lord came upon them and the glory of the lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid and the angel said unto them fear not for behold i bring you tidings of great joy which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior which is christ the lord and this shall be a sign unto you 
You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. With that in mind, here's Trans-Siberian Orchestra.
like to close out this segment with back-to-back versions of carols from the people that I call the kings and queens of Christmas. Mannheim Steamroller, Carol of the Bells and White Christmas. I've seen them twice in concert. Fun both times. To close out this segment, my number two favorite Christmas song, 
White Christmas. One of the things that Christmas is very definitely all about is family. On the other side of this break, the plan is to have family and friends join me for our annual Zoom for Christmas Eve. We'll see what happens right after this.
back on the podcast and I think it's become more and more true that the foundation for Christmas is with family and friends and I have both that are joining me by way of Zoom right now to talk a little bit about this little season of the year called Christmas. My parents Ray and Betty Runyon are in Shawnee. My best friend and friend of the show Dan Leach is in Topeka. Patty there too bud? Yeah. Hiding out. Hiding out okay. But um, in any case, we're going to have ourselves hopefully some fun for the next few minutes or so. How you guys doing? You doing okay? Yeah, we're good. Merry Christmas to you, by the way. Um, one, I just have one question. Take as much time as you want to take. Whoever wants to start can. Your favorite Chris, your favorite Christmas memory. Where's Gayla? Gayla gave me the drink. She's still not feeling too good with the sore throat. She didn't want to strain it too much. Okay. We can look at her without hurting her throat. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's about as shy as Grandma Runyon was, I think. <laughs> but in any case, your favorite Christmas memory. I'm sorry? Huh? Dad found a tape today. Oh. And the words on it kind of surprised us. It was Grandpa talking to Margie, and she was telling him she was pregnant for the first time. Ooh. That was 1980. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Like born in 81? <laughs> uh, it was a phone call. March 25th, 1980. Okay. She had just discovered that she was pregnant with Mike. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 1980. Golly, that's 41 years ago. Hard to believe, isn't it? It most yeah. certainly is, yes. <laughs> 1980 seems like yesterday. <laughs> I thought 81 sounded like yesterday myself. Don't say, Mike, you've been out of school for years. 37 years. That is hard to believe. There, Patty. Oh, Patty. What's going on, is. Patty? Hi, Patty. Well, uh, one of my favorite memories, and it's kind of a funny one, when I was younger, we had a little dog. And Mom got him a squeaky toy for Christmas, and it was in the tree. He kept getting it out. 
mom had to keep wrapping it and putting it back. <laughs> Christmas Day, mom gave him his toy, and he didn't want a darn thing to do with it ever again. <laughs> uh, it's just kind of a funny little one. <laughs> the change yeah. of minds of of um, of animals, I guess. Well, my my. My memories is Christmas Eve with all the family. That works. I get together. That sounds good. Did you stay at home or what'd you do? No, we went to my aunt's house, aunt and uncle's house, and garden. Did a lot well, of it. We had we switched places. And we'd go to my cousin's house or they'd have. Right. Her house was big enough, so we we've had Thanksgiving at our house most of the time. Well, that's a good thing. My memories, as far as immediate family memories, is my dad wrapping up a sledgehammer and giving it to mom. <laughs> Why the sledgehammer? It was a joke. Oh. Okay. The, the gift was heavy. Okay. <laughs> My gosh. Dad, dad got running boards for his truck, his pickup truck, one year. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Very much different. So, there's all kinds of memories, though. Mom and Dad, what about you guys? I got an engagement ring. Uh, at Christmas time? 1964. I knew he I knew Dad proposed at 64. I didn't realize it was Christmas time. I'll be darned. Well, we just met in September and then our first date was in October and well, I asked her in March and took her that long to make up her mind. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like, you know, it, it, me and Patty got engaged first. That's right, you did. But we waited to get married two years after we engaged. You guys all got married. You and Brian got married before us. We warmed it up for you. Yeah. So. Nope. Yeah, three years. Well, actually, we met. Three years of this coming September, but we've been together longer than that. Right. Well, the two that stand out in my mind the most, one was 2009, the other 17. I'll start with nine. Mom, um, this is the one time that I remember either you read my mind or I read yours, one of the two. Um, we, I had gotten home from work. It was snowing to beat the band. I was preparing, getting a suitcase of clothes and my guitar and whatever else to come over there to stay out of the snow and probably spend the evening with you. You had called me on my cell phone no more than maybe 10 or 15 minutes after I'd gotten started telling me to do the very same thing. Hmm. Great minds think alike, I guess. <laughs> But 2009 was fun because that was very definitely 
a um, a very a fun Christmas, a light Christmas. And I want you to know, I learned oh, yeah. some I learned something about what makes the what makes things a white Christmas this morning. One inch of snow. That's, That's right. Michelle said Michelle Bogowith this morning on Fox Four talked about what makes a white Christmas. Just start with at least one inch of snow. But you didn't have any this morning, did you? We did not. <laughs> you, uh, is that is that when it was snowing to beat the band? Yes, sir. I remember that. I went to midnight, I went to midnight mass that night. My other memory was in 2017, and that was when we sang Silent Night at Shawnee at the end of the Christmas Eve service that night. We sang a cappella for the last verse. Scott was leading us, and I was liturgist that evening. We had our candles lit, and we all raised our candles sky high. That's something that was not planned at all. It was fun. Is that when we were in Bozeman? No, that was 2015 when you were in Bozeman. This was 17. Okay. 15, I had the full night. I sat during the praise service, joined the choir for the second one as Barbara was Ron King's liturgist, and then I took over at 11. We had three of them that night. Well, Terry, I don't have one special one. All Christmases have been very, very special to me, mm -hmm. but I did have one that was kind of a downer, and that's when Dad passed away on December 23rd. Oh, yeah. 1985. Oh, yeah. Other than that, they've been super good. Yeah, I remember the 23rd. That wasn't a whole I lot wonder. of fun. That wasn't a whole lot of fun. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I wonder if I can do something here. I'm going to Right. You still see me okay? I see you just fine. Go ahead. All righty. I'm looking for something here. It'll take me a minute or two. It'll be... What the heck you doing? Eddie be gone for you. That's right. He will. And, that, and that's right before Christmas, too. You had called me on that day in 17. Yeah. While you're doing that, Dad, I wanted to let you know I gave Rick a job on my show. <laughs> we heard, uh, we heard so, that. We listened to your, uh, to your show. He is going to be my movie reviewer from time to time. All right, bear with me here. See if this works. Let's hear it. Oh, it says disabled. Are they in town yet? Uh, Terry, you have uh, disabled screen sharing. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. I have not. I can. I can do it. I got it on. Well, it says host disabled participant screen sharing. Well, then hang on. And you're the host. I am the host. 
Let me see here. Well, I got the screen. We're, we're sharing the screen. Yeah. Okay, I've hit share. How's that? There. We're sharing your screen now. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, just cancel it. We'll go back. I'll uh, tell you what I was trying to do, but I'm not going to be successful with it. Okay. How do I? Okay, I guess I hit stop share to do that then. That's right. There we go. Let's try it. Oh, you son of a gun. Come on. You did it. There it is. We got you. I was going to show you your very first Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll do that uh, Christmas night. Christmas yeah, night when you get over here. We will be there uh, late afternoon. That'll be fine. Mom and I have uh, videos of uh, every Christmas since we've been married. With the exception, I think, of the very first one. We didn't have a uh, movie camera until you come along. Okay. And we have um, last few uh, past few evenings when we had time, we've watched them. We've worked our way from 1967 up to 1997 before we started skipping because we're running out of time. Right. Can't see them all. Just not sufficient time. But that's the way we've been kind of getting ready. This will be fun, I do believe. Are they, uh, is Rick in town yet? Yes, he is, but he's in a movie. He had a, he had a, an agreement with a couple of his friends, a couple, that uh, before he, before he came, they got tickets for a, let's see, I think it's the Matrix movie. They were planning big on that. So they went out for dinner together and then on to the movie. Okay. So we just picked the wrong night, Terry. He wasn't available tonight. Well, that's all right. We'll catch him another time. Not a big deal at all. I would... This Christmas is going to be, I think, a little more fun than last year's. Would you agree with that one? <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, little bit looser on the uh, COVID. So, yeah, that part's going to be... Gonna be better. Dan, uh, you ever get the shot yet? Dan? Gary told me, Gary told me if you guys were gonna have a house full of you. No, we're gonna have uh, a no. limited set uh, in, not uh, maybe half of what we normally do. Kind of worried about it a little bit. Wasn't sure whether we ought to or uh, not. But everybody coming has been, uh, have had their full range of uh, vaccination. So we feel reasonably Reasonably safe with that. <laughs> Margie's having trouble making her video. I have cherry pie and apple pie in the oven, so Dad's timer is supposed to go off when they're done. Okay. You have your You have pretty big movies tomorrow night. Okay. You're going to be watching White Christmas. I said, you guys in big movies tomorrow night. Yeah, White Christmas and something else. Uh, 
old Scrooge. It's going to be Scrooge. Well, with Bill Murray, yeah. Bill Murray, yeah. We just watched Santa Claus come to town tonight. Uh, another one I'd like to get, but I don't think we're going to have time, is the Polar Express. I think that's very good. Gayla and I saw that one year, and it is good. We've been watching a number of the uh, home, Hallmark. Yeah. The Hallmark movies? Yeah, they have uh, they have a million and 17 of them, so you can just pick any one you want. And they're mm -hmm. kind of good. They are. We, uh, we, two weeks ago, we watched Christmas Vacation. Uh, that's the first one. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Yeah, that's, that's a classic. There was one point, I think, Dan, that they were going to have a showing of it at T-Pack and Chevy Chase himself was going to be in town. Did that happen already? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Anyway. You know, man, I was going to tell your mom and dad, you know, they were, Mannheim was here last weekend. Ooh. Well, that's pretty cool, but Rick isn't with them anymore. Uh, Chip, Chip, Chip Davis. Chip Davis, Dan said, was back, yeah. Mom. So Skip was back? Yeah, Chip was yeah. back. Chip was back. I did not know that. I well, right now, though, I still think we would have passed it up because yeah. of COVID. We don't go anywhere right. because of COVID. Too many Dang. people that are not vaccinated, and we don't want to take a chance. Kansas, they were at the Kansas Expo Center. Week uh week ago Saturday. Yep. Sean, Sean's going Wednesday to Man or uh, Trans Siberia. They're going to be at T Mobile Center. I uh, don't need that one. I only like one of their songs. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, that no, I like Man. That's why I told Gary I like Mannheim better. Yeah. I personally do too. But I have a video of Mannheim, Mannheim's concert, Christmas concert, but I can't remember from what year that uh, that is. We ought to watch that if we can get it worked in, too. We'll do it while we're cooking tomorrow. Yeah. We watched, we watched it the other night. I think we watched it Monday night. Patty never seen Patty never seen it. And it was with Chip. Oh, I, but, um, he retired for a time, and we quit going then because it wasn't the same without him, I didn't think. Right. I've personally seen him twice, 2007 at what is now T-Mobile Center, and then 2015, while you were at Bozeman, I went to T-Pac, saw him there. You know, many years ago, on Christmas, when we had everybody here, Debbie and her husband, Randy. Kids, yeah, she was talking about that they had tickets for the next uh, next night at uh, oh I can't think Omaha, but I can't remember the name of the uh, location. Anyway, uh, we went online and there were still tickets available, so Betty and I bought a couple. And when we got up there, lo and behold, we were seated right next to Debbie and her husband. <laughs> That was our first, our first experience with uh, Van Nuys Steamroller. That made it really special. Yeah, that was. 
Why'd you want us to know if Monday or Tuesday would be for us to wait for to make a movie? Now, we'll take Monday because it's Monday. Monday because that's Gala's surgery. Gala? Gala's surgery. Hey, Tara. Yes, sir. Is Gala's going to have surgery on uh, Monday? Monday? Yes, sir. Yes, sir and ma'am. Monday. Where? KU Med, and it's going to be for her back. Yeah, but is the same building that you were in? No, I don't believe so. Let me let me find out just a second here. Well, just, just text us later when you get time. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Would it be safe to say, and I'll end this end this Zoom with this question. Would it be safe to say we're more ready for Christmas this year than last? Are we? I agree. Well, we will be. <laughs> Your mother has. Pipes together right now. What's that? I'm, I'm sorry, Dad. What? Your mother has pies in the oven right now. Oh, my gosh. Dan, I'm sorry. You said what? I got, I got some things to do when I get home tomorrow. What are you going to do when you get home tomorrow? I got. I'm smoking a ham. Oh. You can set the cherry pie in the windowsill, and Dan will stop by and pick it up for me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see that that's taken care of. <laughs> and then I'm making chocolate covered pretzels. All right. And then I'm also making an applesauce cake. I would think I would like that. Mom, that's mom's recipe. Oh, oh, that makes it more special. I might try another round of those butter cookies. Those turned out great. They were good. Did you do a lot of bacon, Mrs. Rooney? Yep. Did you? <coughs> Two pies tonight. We'll make roast tomorrow. Get the turkey going. You had... Uh, make the cherry goodie. How many rounds of cookies, though, already this week? Three. Three. What'd you make? What kind of cookies did you make? Peanut butter with um, some kind of chocolate candy right in the middle, and then regular peanut butter with the four crossovers, and peanut butter. What was the other one? No, the other one. Oh, it had jelly in the middle of it. And then the. Other one was the, the chocolate chip, chocolate chip with uh, walnuts, black walnuts in, and that's what they're eating to die for, man. Put black walnuts in them; they're really good cookies. That sounds good. Man, that's how I told Terry. I told Terry his daddy one day. I said, "Mom, my mom used to start baking right after Thanksgiving," which she did. <laughs> Well, she, she had very healthy eating people coming, so she had to be prepared. Right. She made that that bread, that fova pizza. Oh goodness, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. If we had that, we'd have to go buy it. I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> hey, Tara. Yes, sir. Uh. The number of people that can be in that waiting room down below was limited. I'm sure it's going to be up here at the hospital. Are uh, Dayla's parents going to be there? They will be there, yes. I'll bet you we can't get in. I'll bet we can't either. 
Well, have you heard limited? I have. I have when we not. Went down, when we went down to uh, for yours, uh, they ran me out. Mom was able to stay with uh, with Gala, but that's all they permit uh, in there. And if, uh, gosh. Well, let me. Let me end this. Let me end the segment. We'll talk. Hang on. Thank you very much for. We're going to be ready for Christmas, I think, aren't we? And that would be what? You have a con. Let's see, con. What is it? Con. Yeah, they call it Conestoga or something like that. Right. Along like that. That's a style. You got these ends that come way out like that, Dan. That's cool. And where did you get that, Dan? Hey, Patty's. My brother. And I like that. I got it. And the next thing I know, a box came in the mail. Well, Dan, Patty, Mom, and Dad, thank you for being with me for our annual holiday jam. This was a lot of fun. Merry Christmas, everybody, and a happy new year. Merry Christmas. Right back at you. And we will wrap up this podcast next. This is a question I've asked quite a bit. Hopefully Faith Hill will find the answer. Here she is with Where Are You Christmas? Does that mean Christmas? Change? 
Next week on the podcast will be our two-in-one show, you might say. It'll be our final podcast of 2021 and first podcast of 2022 all rolled into one. Plans are still in the works. Please follow my Facebook story this upcoming weekend and also during the week. I am planning to have some fun and to pull out all of the stops. So make plans to join me next week as we bring in 2022 right here on the New Directions podcast. For final thoughts for this Christmas Eve edition, my good friend Shannon O'Brien posted some words on the 9th of December that were written by a gentleman, and I'll have the name here in just a second or two, Tommy Galloway, that has another look at what Jesus very definitely was. And I think we need to pay attention to this as we wrap things up here this evening. Jesus was not an American. He was not white, black, Asian, or Hispanic. Neither was he a Pentecostal, Baptist, Methodist, or Catholic. He was and is the Son of God. He will never fit into an American nor a religious world, religious mold. The sooner we try to be like him and stop trying to make him be like us, the sooner we will see his purpose fulfilled in the world that he died for. Eternal God, this Christmas, help us to open our eyes to what Jesus really wanted to have for this world. Help us to not necessarily open ourselves to our own field of dreams, but to what God had for us. Help us to be reminded once again the true reason for the season, the birth of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. You know it's Christmas when there's peace on earth and goodwill to all. From Gala and me to all of you, Merry Christmas and Happy 2022. And on that note, it's going to wind things up for this edition of the New Directions Podcast. Thank you for being with me as always. See you to wrap up 2021 next week. Until then, Merry Christmas.